Welcome everybody to Hunt Free Podcast. Hunt Free was created to showcase the freedoms we share to pursue our passions for hunting in the outdoors in any way we please. Keeping our traditions centered around building friendships, making memories, and being grateful. We also strive to give back to the veteran community, which has made us who we are today. So during the show, we'll sit down with both hunters and veterans, sharing stories from times in the service, stories from hunts out in the woods, and building relationships that hopefully last a lifetime. We hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get into the action now. All right, everybody. So welcome to this episode of Hunt Free Podcast. Uh, Today's going to be a really exciting one, um, talking about something that I've fallen in love with over the last year, and I'm looking forward to expanding on as the future goes, and that's uh, creating, uh, especially content creating, and of course, when it comes to whitetails and you know sometimes turkeys. But um, I got someone on today that is not only an inspiration to me, but you know he's one of the best at creating content, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure plenty of other opinions as well. But uh, without further ado, or I'll have uh, Brad Beaver introduce himself. Yeah, well, I don't know if I can follow that introduction, but uh, <laughs> you kind of hit the nail on the head. I've been a content creator for a couple years now, and um, yeah, man, just uh, grinding away, so I appreciate the appreciate the praise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, glad to have you on and looking forward to hearing some of the stuff you got to share, especially um, with, you know, not everyone can see you got your white tailor hat on, which is something that I, I dig a lot. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. But um, have you been doing, you've been staying safe with everything going on with uh, the whole Corona thing and all that? I have, yeah. Fortunately, uh, as a content creator, I kind of kind of mastered this whole work from home thing a, a while ago. So uh, <laughs> fortunately, it hasn't been much of a change, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting by. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, <laughs> we, we as hunters, we social distance uh, all the time. So it's not much of a change, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I was telling no one that my job really hunts just one person. And uh, I was telling everyone there's no better way to social distance than sitting up against a tree in the swamp waiting for a turkey to come out. But that's right they don't don't really understand that too well but that's all right um but yeah so i just want to kind of flow through today and talk about you know your creative process and just kind of go back and forth and talk about that but i think uh what better way to start than i would love to hear you share with us how you got started as a hunter um i guess from the beginning, it's it's funny to say real quick is that we all have our beginning. So I love hearing everyone's story. It's awesome. Yeah. So um, my story is going to be a lot like everybody else's where I just kind of grew up, grew up doing it. Um, I grew up in Indiana. Um, obviously, dad, grandpa got I killed my first buck when I was with my grandpa, killed my first deer when I was with my dad. So come from a hunting background and a hunting family, a lot like um, everyone else. Um, but I really got into the content creation and the, the creative side of things. Um, just a few years into it, you know, bought a camera, um, got into the photography, videography side of things and just fell in love with it. So um, live in Iowa now. Um, obviously, I kind of got into the industry through a company called Midwest Whitetail. Um, I was an employee there for a year and then um, since then I've just been kind of doing my own thing and, um, working with different clients and different people just having fun creating, uh, 
creating content and, and just doing cool stuff. So happy to be where I'm at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, doing what you love, you probably feels like you don't really work too much. I'm sure it probably feels like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. It, um, you know, you hit the kind of dream job thing. There's a lot of work that goes into it as well. Um, but I'm definitely fortunate to, to be able to do what I do. Yeah. Um, so you said you started at Midwest Whitetail. What, what exactly did you do there and how did you get yourself into that position? Yep. So I was a um, full-time employee there in 2018, uh, just a video producer, um, did the, the kind of the Midwest whitetail um, structure of that daily video thing. Um, you know, I was in a tree, the most I've ever been in a tree in a fall, um, following Jared Mills around. Um, but yeah, man, it was as simple as that, just video producing every day, um, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of great opportunities, and I got to meet a lot of really cool people. So um, I kind of got that job opportunity through a, a mutual friend. Um, they had kind of reached out to me and, and said that they had seen my work and wondered if I was interested in moving to Iowa and, and working in the industry. And uh, me at the time, I was a heavy equipment operator for the state of Indiana, Um and so that the offer from, from Midwest sounded a lot more attractive than, <laughs> uh, than cutting trees and, and, uh, driving dozers. So packed up, moved to Iowa and I've been here ever since. Nice. That's awesome. That's, uh, I mean, obviously we don't got the whole story, but just to hear that you're going from pushing dozers and cutting trees to chasing deer <laughs> all the time. I don't think I can complain about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I tell people that they I don't know if they don't believe me, but I uh, I used to be, you know, nine to five job working um, on the highway. So it's um, just something I was always really passionate about. So getting the opportunity, I jumped on it, and um, I'm glad I did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it always takes a leap of faith, and I kind of I see that coming in my future. Like I said before we started recording, I got 40 days left at my normal job, and then. We'll see what the future holds, so I'm looking forward to it. But uh, absolutely. So you started working with Midwest Whitetail, doing some video producing, like you said. But how did that transpire into where you are now? Like, so you're not working with them. So what? What? How would you describe your job titles now, and in what positions? Right. So uh, now I just basically not basically, but I work for myself now. Um, I'm operate under a branding LLC because I do a lot of branding work, uh, logo design, um, just building brands that along with that comes photography. But, um, with, I, I got an opportunity just through some connections with Midwest to, to kind of take this leap. And it just reassured me that I could work for myself with these connections and, uh, you know, calculated, things um from leaving that secure job of, of Midwest Whitetail. You know, you're getting that um that paycheck every two weeks, whereas when you work for yourself, nothing's guaranteed. Um but with the connections I made and, and kind of the reassurance there, I decided to take the leap, um, started working for myself and just picked up clients along the way that um that I I love to work for and I, I do a lot of photography work for. Um but yeah, I mean that's it's pretty simple really. It just I love working for myself and, and the clients that I, I do get to work with. So you obviously have your own um, out of the stand brand like you like to market it as, which <laughs> I've, of course is brilliant. Um, but 
So you do work for other people as well, but then you have Whitetailer as your company. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so Whitetailer, I don't talk about it much, honestly, but um, in 2017, I started Whitetailer. And this was before I even moved to Iowa. Um, but I just kind of had this, I saw there was a need in the industry for kind of that lifestyle um, wear in the Whitetail space. You know, a lot of this stuff was, um, I don't want to say, you know, cheap or cheeky but kind of in your face apparel that was just hey i'm a hunter you know so i thought there was a need for kind of a, a modern clean brand yep um that just represented the the white tailor really you know as you know it never stops so um kind of marketed it as an out of the stand brand um you know just a representation of that season never stopping and uh, it's just something we live for and um, i've been doing that ever since um, this year was really big for white Taylor. We, uh, are on Amazon now and walmart.com. So, um, kind of scaling up a little bit. Um, my main goal for 2020 is just to grow the brand and, and the brand awareness. Um, but we, uh, kind of decided in 2020 to take the leap and really go dive in head first with it. Um, since, since 2017, we've been kind of testing things, see what works, see what doesn't, see what sells, see what doesn't. And, I think now we kind of have a good grasp on the direction to go. Um, so we're kind of, again, jumping headfirst into it and we're going to see if it works. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's definitely going to work. Um, and I'd say that from the merit of, I think I can, you could see the industry making that shift, like you said, to that modern, clean, very crisp, um, look. It's almost unexplainable in words. I guess it's just this vision in my head, but I definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it prosper it's going to be awesome to see so yeah well i appreciate that man it's uh it keeps me busy that's for sure with, with everything else i'm doing it's kind of my my passion project and my just something i get to do on the side but it's also a relief where if i'm working for a client on a project i can um kind of have that quote-unquote passion project of white taylor where i really have the avenue to do whatever i want um so i, I like it in that regard yeah absolutely it's always good to have your own freedoms and what you do. And, um, so I want to kind of dive into, I'm sure there's many pieces of it, but two specifically of what you do with branding for not only white Taylor, but other clients, um, is I know you're obviously an artist, you're great at drawing and design. Uh, and then the other part photography, um, I'd love to start talking about first the, the design aspect and logo design. Cause I love that stuff, but, I couldn't draw to save my life. I can only think of some things and that's about it. So, Yeah. Um, so I guess to start, I really, I, I went to, to college for graphic design. Um, I like to tell people I went for one semester, the fall semester, but they put that fall semester right in the middle of deer season. So I didn't make it to class much. Um, <laughs> so I actually went to school for it um, and decided I could basically do it for myself and just kind of teach myself to do it. So, um, I'm all self-taught there. Um, but it's just really where my, my passion lies is, is the graphic design aspect of it more, more so than photography. Um, like you said, I've, I've been drawing since I was, since I could hold a pencil. So kind of transferring that and helping build brands, um, with that skill is really something I'm very passionate about. So, um, love doing it and I've kind of found a, found a niche in it and, and I'm glad that there's a, a need in the industry for it. But, um, yeah, I'm just, 
I couldn't really tell you when I began, man. I've just been doing it, doing it forever. So, yeah. Um, so what are, what are some of the logos that you think you would have to say are your favorite that you've gotten to work on? Um, that's a tough question. Um, one that really sticks out is a, a brand called Novix, um, which will actually be dropping here in June. Um, so I don't know when this podcast is going to release, <laughs> but I may be, I may be spilling the guts a little soon, but, um, a company called Novix, which is, is basically a sister company to Lone Wolf Tree Stands, um, will be coming out. And I'm, I'm really proud of that one because I got to build the brand from the ground up. Um, me and, uh, a few others in the industry, a few other creatives that I, I respect, um, got behind it. And, um, again, we really just got to build this brand, brand from the ground up. So I'm, I'm really proud of that one, but, um, between Novix and, and I guess the obvious white Taylor, um, I mean, those are obviously my favorite to work on, but, um, yeah, man, that's a tough question. There, there's a lot of logos that you do and you're like, this is a kick-ass logo. Like, I'm really proud of this one. Then there's some that you do and the client's like, yeah, man, that works. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's some work you do that's good and some you're not, not so proud of, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. That's what I enjoy about it. That's funny. I can definitely see that being a, they're like, yeah, that works. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, there's always you're always gonna have that, but the customer's always right, you know. Yeah, that yeah, that's the golden rule, that's for sure. That's, that's right. Um, so with that, like, I guess let's talk about the white tailor logo. So, like, what was your thought process and your creative process behind the design on that, and how you wanted it to look? Because I know I've seen and you've talked about kind of like the rebrand and upscale of a white tailor, especially in 2020. Um, but one thing that, that I've noticed, at least to my eye, that stayed consistent is the original white tailor logo. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so that's a really good question because I, I do like, I do like answering that question, I guess, but, um, we kind of have two logos of white tailor, but with this kind of rebrand for 2020, um, just as far as a growing brand awareness goes, I like using the letter mark instead of the icon mark because one, it's the brand name, but also, there's so many antlers in the industry now. Um, I mean, it's the hunting industry. So yeah. <laughs> obviously you see brands with logos with antlers and, and deer and full racks and half racks and everything else. So I like to stay away from using that antler logo for the reason of just confusion. I don't want somebody to look at it and not recognize it. So kind of goes back to what I said about, again, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And then with, like you said, the 2020 kind of, I don't want to call it a rebrand, but the the new way of doing things yeah. is going to be moving forward, just using the name white Taylor, because that's, I think what stands out most about the brand. Um, it's just the name. So moving forward, you're going to see it in different, different applications and different fonts as well. Like we're not just going to stay with the original logo. I'm going to use more so of, of the word and the mark, but um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I don't like to use the antler logo a lot just because of that recognition. Makes sense. Definitely. And speaking of antlers, there's one right here on my hat. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, I think I reached out to you. I love that logo. It's really clean. Um, and it's from a branding standpoint, it's the, gets the point of the brand across. So kudos to you. I like it. Thanks. I, I, I appreciate that. Cause this is, uh, 
like I said, I can think of things, I can't draw them. So good thing I had my cousin to help me draw it on her iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um so yeah, that's awesome. I, I I love to hear about that and I've seen, like you said, I think uh June first you got something coming out where I've seen the shift in the font and the typography and I think it fits perfectly with what you're portraying and I'm looking forward to see what all comes out with it. So I love hearing that process. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, you, I told you June 1st, I remember, but we may be pushed back a bit because of COVID. Um, we have yet to yet to see, but uh, we may be pushed back. I hope, hope I'm not, but it'll be at least in the month of June. Yeah, no, that'll, it'll be good though. Perfect right before uh, velvet season and right before October, of course. Your photography, I know you kind of mentioned that at least to you, it's kind of secondary, um, at least to design um, in your heart, I suppose, is kind of how you would say it. And But when it comes to, again, we can talk about it with Whitetail or whatever sticks out in your mind, but when it comes to your photography and your creative process behind that and uh, your creations, is there some sort of I don't, I don't want to say checklist, but things that you try to keep in mind when you're trying to portray a certain message? Man, that's that's kind of tough, too. It's really a question. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, photography is kind of a footnote to me. It's more or less just a um, – it adds to the arsenal. You know, if yeah. I can do design and then add photography on top of that, it, it just makes me a better creator. Um, as far as like a checklist, you know, if I want to shoot, I'm the kind of guy I, – I take a ton of pictures um, and I kind of let the photography be the art of it. I think too many people get caught up in photography and what – what needs to happen and this is what this guy's doing. So this is what I have to do. Um, when you get down to a photography is an, is an art form. And if, if you think something cool, then it's cool to you. Um, so I try and just kind of have fun with it, take a lot of pictures, um, and just see what, what comes out of it. And, you know, if I'm going through and I'm like, Oh, this would be a dope shot. Go ahead and take it again. I just think the photography is that art form. And I think a lot of guys, especially in this very saturated, industry of photographers like anybody can buy a camera and and go out and take really cool photos but um, i think people get caught up in this is what this guy's doing so i need to mimic that where you just need to go out and do what you think is cool and what you think will um help you grow as a creator i i get your point on that and i know you've mentioned before like creating what you want and creating what tells your story is is key because like you said, there is a lot of people, but we all, all, everyone's story is unique. So it truly is an art, which is why I have such an appreciation for it, which is ironic because I never saw myself loving it <laughs> uh, until the past year. And it's just, uh, it's become a part of who I am. So again, looking forward to see where it goes. We talked about your design um from like a logo branding standpoint and then your take on photography share if you could like what's your favorite time to take photographs and by that I mean like is it October when it's still warm November when it's colder like what's your favorite time to be creating yeah um that's a tough question too I think I would just stick with like obviously deer season is the mecca I mean that's when everybody is as busy and as you know, you're spending all that time in the woods and that's when you can really get the special shot or just share that story. I think 
once you get into deer season, you can start to find a storyline or even just find something more special than just going out and taking photos. You know what I mean? So I think, I think the deer season is going to be, I think a lot of people would agree with me in saying that that's kind of your bread and butter of, um, when you should be out taking photos, you know, um, that being said, I mean, photography again, is that art form that you can, you can shoot year round. You can, you can get cool stuff year round, but I would say my favorite would be, you know, watching the sun come up in a tree, um, in first week of November. I mean, there's nothing better than that. So, um, definitely, definitely deer season is, is my favorite. It really is like an indescribable time of a uh, year and you kind of mentioned um, there's so much you can find and storylines and that kind of pairs with one of the things that I appreciated so much that you guys shared with Whitetailer was those those tradition photos and what made people Whitetailers because the stories behind everything, every group gathering and the stories that go back from that, you almost wind up sharing more stories of what's happened in the last five years than what happened that day and that's what makes it uh, the whitetail season and everything from creating and just hunting the best time to be with your friends. So yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, there's nothing. I was just talking to my roommate about it, but there's there's nothing like whitetails. You know, you don't get you don't get those storylines with turkeys. You know, guys don't talk about turkey they killed three years ago. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's one of those things where whitetails are just they're just king, and there's just this. It's more than just hunting. It sounds so cliche to say, but it's more than just the hunt. It's um, everything that, that goes into it you, that you just can't find with any anything else so that's uh kind of the premise behind that brand well um i man i loved you know i loved hearing your insight and your process behind how you view things because um obviously you are keen on how to get it done so to hear about it is insightful and i'm i love talking about it but uh, unless you got something extra special you really want to share, then I really just have uh, one more question for you. But you just let me know. <laughs> no, man. I thanks for the praise. I uh, I'm gonna give it right back to you. I like what you've been doing. Um, I've been in your shoes trying to kind of create something um, new and from scratch, and it's it's tough. So just keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're you're doing a hell of a job. So um, I like it. I appreciate that because. I'd be the first to tell you that I wasn't doing good enough because that's just how I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's a good mentality to have. Nothing's ever good enough. Yeah. But uh, all right, then I I really appreciate that. And my last question is, is what does hunt free mean to you? And uh, whenever I ask someone that, I always preface it with like not the brand, but just those words and the values that they portray. Yeah. um, I like it. I think I would just tail it off of what we just spoke about which is being out in the woods by yourself or with friends talking about the hunt or um just enjoying it um i think there's nothing more free than just being out you in the woods and um it sounds cliche but um it's it's the truth so that's uh that's kind of my definition yeah um i agree and my favorite part about it is we all have our own definition and how you take it is what matters most. So I'm, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, thank you Absolutely. for, thank you for coming on today. I really, uh, enjoyed talking and, uh, I appreciate everything you shared. So thank you again. Absolutely, man. Keep up the good work. I like watching your stuff. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And as always, if you did, please share, have a great day and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Hunt Free Podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show and want to follow along with all of our hunting adventures and to see what action we're getting into next, then follow on Instagram at HuntFreeMedia and subscribe on YouTube at YouTube.com backslash HuntFree. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.